And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, I'm just, I'm going to get in your head. I'm going to step into your head, and I'm going to dance around in there a little bit, and I'm going to drop little pieces of information, and I'm going to ask you pertinent questions about your job. I am going to ask you some very pertinent questions about your job because I want to understand whether or not you like your job. I want to understand whether or not you're fully committed to your job. I want to understand who you are in relation to the employment that you do. Shall we do this? This is going to be fun. Well, it might be more fun for me than it will be for you, but I will guarantee you that you will learn something from this exercise. So buckle up, let's have some fun, and let's get inside of your mind and see what we can learn. Do you find your work uninteresting? Do you find it monotonous? Do you quickly lose motivation? Do you grow dissatisfied with your work? Do you have a lack of engagement? That's what I'm getting at. Do you have, I mean, are you just kind of going through the, eh, here we go again. Oh, this is boring. I mean, are you in that lane? Maybe, maybe you're not in that lane. Maybe you find your work interesting. Maybe what you do actually sparks some creativity in your mind. Okay. Well, what about this? What about the long hours that you're putting in? What about the unpredictable schedule? that leads to stress and dissatisfaction, especially when it interferes with your family life or your personal life, because that's the only place that those extra hours can come from out of your own personal time. Now, remember, you signed up. You signed up for the job. You said, oh, I raised my hand. I'm going to do the job. And you thought it was going to be a 40-hour-a-week job, right? And then over time, that work-life balance started migrating, didn't it? It moved away from 40 hours a week to maybe 42 hours a week, and then maybe 44 hours a week, and then it got to 45 hours a week. And now, now you're dealing with upwards of 60 hours per week. That, that can be a terrible feeling. Now, some of you, some of you are okay with the extra time. Some of you don't have a family to go home to, and, and that's okay. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying you don't have a family to go home to, so you don't have people saying, hey, come home, spend some time with us. We really enjoy being with you. All right. You don't have that in your life. And I get that. So maybe you replace that with your work and maybe you just don't like personal time. Maybe you just don't like going out and doing things for you. Maybe you devote all of your time to your job. And I'm here to tell you, if that's the case, man, take, take a hard look at what you're doing because your life shouldn't be a hundred percent focused on the work that you do. That's a recipe for a disaster in your brain. Yeah, in your brain, with the place where we're walking around right now. Okay, well, maybe maybe it's not the hours. Maybe it's got nothing to do with the hours. Maybe it has everything to do with the fact that you're underpaid for the work that you're doing and you're getting a little bit of a resentment factor going on. Yeah, you're looking over at Johnny over there. He does the same work, and you know that Johnny maybe makes a little bit more money than you do, so you're getting a little bit upset about that, and may, maybe it's causing some just some job dissatisfaction on your part. In other words, you're just not you're not happy because now all of a sudden the compensation doesn't compensate for the time that you're spending in the job. Does that make sense? All right. Well, maybe it's not that. What what if there's no career growth for you? What if there's no opportunity for you to advance or they don't provide you any 
opportunity to develop skills that could better your career or even just better the job that you do. Maybe you're losing motivation and becoming dissatisfied. Oh, here's my favorite. This is my favorite. Now, may, maybe all four of those things that I just identified for you, maybe, maybe none of those apply to you. But maybe this one applies to you. Maybe you work for somebody, somebody who manages you. Yeah, they're called a manager. Maybe you work for a manager that's unsupportive, uncommunicative, disrespectful. I mean, can you imagine the toxic work environment that, pe- that managers like that can create for you? Now, I've worked in those, those toxic work environments, and I will tell you, they are terrible. They are terrible, and there's really no way to resolve the problem until the problem itself goes away. Yeah. So you got to live through it, right? You got to live through a series of bad management and it affects your ability to do your job. Maybe maybe you work for a great manager. Maybe so far, all of the things that I brought up that makes you decide that you're tired of your job or you're just sick of your job have nothing to do with the underlying cause. Maybe, Maybe it's got to do with your ego. Maybe you're tired of going unnoticed or unappreciated. Maybe you'd like to start feeling valued or motivated once in a while by the leadership in the organization. But it seems like the leadership in the organization, all they want to do is step on you and and don't give you any praise for anything you do. They take all the credit. You do all the work. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Okay. I could go on and on and on and on about why you might be dissatisfied with your job. I can come up with at least a dozen more reasons why you have job dissatisfaction. And for every one of you out there, it is different. It is different. For some of you, it's monetary. For some of you, it's, it's appreciation. For some of you, it is it is. An autonomy issue. You want to be able to do what you want to do without being controlled by somebody else. Yeah, I just threw another one out at you. There's, Like I said, there's like a dozen other things that I could bring up that talk about your dissatisfaction with your job. So let's say this. Let's just, let's just come clean and let's just all agree that no matter what you do for a living, there is some level of dissatisfaction with the job that you do. All right. I will tell you this. If you haven't experienced downsizing... Just wait. Just wait. Your time is coming. If, if you didn't get affected by what happened in the pandemic, chances are you will be affected by what happens in this upcoming recession, because I think it's going to be very, very difficult for a lot of you. And I think a lot of you are going to find that maybe your job problem might get resolved for you, because now keep this in mind, your employer doesn't have a responsibility to you to keep you employed. Did you know that you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. To check it out. All that loyalty you're giving to your employer. Did you know that that loyalty is probably not reciprocated? It doesn't come back to you. Yeah. So chances are you're you're 100 percent a company man, but the company is 100 percent you. So what does that mean? It means that you are potentially setting yourself up for yet another financial catastrophe in the future. How do you avoid that? Well, one way to avoid it is to stop relying on other people for your income. Yeah. Stop relying upon a job to provide you the income that you need in order to sustain your life. Start looking to other things. Now, some of you, when you start hearing that message, you start thinking, you know, Al, you're right. 
you're right. I should look to other things. I mean, I've been doing this engineering thing for 20 years and all I've got is a slightly bigger bag of money that I call my 401k. And if I were to retire right now, I would run out of money in about four years and I would be toast and I would have to go back to work. Okay, right there and then, if you realize that the 401k that you have right now that you've been putting money into is not sufficient for you to retire on right now, what makes you think that it's going to be sufficient for you to retire on in the next, say, five years or 10 years or 15 years or 20 years? I mean, if you look at what the stock market's been doing, it's been going sideways. It has been going sideways for the last two years. How do you make money in a stock market that doesn't go up in value? Well, the good news is you're probably not losing money in the stock market because it's not going down in value, but you're not making any gains. You're not doing anything to reposition yourself for your future. This is where real estate comes in. When you buy real estate assets, first of all, the one thing I want you to fully understand is that real estate is not equivalent to a 40-hour-a-week job. No, it's not. You are not going out and making yourself self-employed. Somebody who is self-employed is engaged in their own business activity basically 24-7, at least 40 hours a week, right? Unless you're part-time self-employed, in which case, what, 10, 20, 30 hours per week? But that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that when you become a real estate investor, you don't need those extra 40 hours. All you really need is a couple of hours a week, if you even need that. And what you're going to do is you're going to repurpose that money that's sitting in your retirement account, you're going to start pulling that money out and you're going to start buying real estate assets with it. Now, for some of you, I just scared the bejesus out of you. I did because you're like, what? Touch the 401k? Why would I do that? That's the sacred cow. If I were to touch that, I don't know what I would do. Besides, Al, I would have to pay a penalty. I'm not 59 and a half. Well, you might have to pay a penalty of 10%, but that's the penalty you have to pay because you decided at one point in your life to put your money into those vehicles. Vehicles, okay, I I can't help you. Well, actually, I can help you with the penalty. If you are married, there are vendors that are part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Vendor Program that can help you avoid the penalty legally. Yeah, it's it's totally legal. So so think about it. If you've got a million dollars sitting in your four hundred one k and you want to pull that money out, technically you'd have to pay the taxes on it. You're gonna have to pay the taxes on it one way or the other. It's just the way the four hundred one k's are set up. So let's say you you paid twenty percent in taxes and you got eight hundred thousand dollars left over, right? Okay, easy peasy. You you've got eight hundred thousand left over, right? Oh, but then there's that 10% penalty. And some of you are going, well, the 10% penalty, it's only on the 800,000 because I already paid taxes, right? No, the 10% penalty is on the full $1 million that you have in there. So you're going to have to spend another $100,000 in penalty, and that's going to leave you about $700,000. But if you are married, you can use one of our Lifestyles Unlimited vendors, and you can avoid the penalty legally. It'll save you about 95% of that hundred thousand dollars. So that would leave you a nest egg of about eight hundred thousand dollars. Now, ironically, I me, Al Gordon speaking, I just turned fifty nine and a half the other day. I did. I just turned fifty nine and a half. And for for a lot of people that are lifestyles unlimited members, that's the big woohoo, yeah, I don't have to pay no penalty if I take money out of my four oh one K. Well, the the day was kind of lost on me and here's why. I don't have a four oh one K. I don't have an IRA. I don't have any of those retirement plans that would charge me a penalty. I don't have them. So 59 and a half came, 59 and a half went, and I'm still invested in real estate. Yeah. And that's what I think you should be doing too. So let me do this for you. What I want to talk about for the rest of the show is I want to talk about 
transitioning you away from what you're doing now. Now, currently, you're working in a job. Now, some people would just say, you know what? That's it. I'm type A. I'm just I'm quitting the job. I'm going to go do something else. I don't think that's a wise thing to do. I think you should let your type B personality win out in the argument and say, maybe maybe that's not a good way to do it. But for some of you, some of you are fed up with your jobs as for the reasons that I pointed out at the beginning of the show. And and you're looking for a change. And some of you think becoming self-employed is the way to do it, because all of a sudden you eliminate the management problems, you eliminate the boss problems, you eliminate a lot of the problems that are caused by people that you have no control over. Right. Okay, we come back from the break. I'm going to talk about being self-employed versus not being self-employed. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Lifestyles Unlimited members share their stories and strategies for success at case study events. If you got laid off tomorrow, what would you do? Would you have to be working at McDonald's or wait to try and find another job with the downsizing the economy? Kept on coming to meetings, even with David Fisher online and stuff like that, but still we just like, we need to make the jump. So we kept praying for time to get this job done, to, to be able to find the properties. How do we find the properties? How do you find the time? And God answered our prayers and he got downsized from his corporate job. But they didn't buy just one house, right? No, they did not. You rehab in house number nine right now. Nine. Wow. So every month, the cash flow is $3,200. Okay. The equity of all the houses is up to 280000 Join us this month and learn from people just like you. Check in person and online dates at lukstudy.com. Once again, that's lukstudy.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on this portion of the show, what we, what I intend to do, I, I don't know if we're going to do it together. You, you may tune out. I mean, I may lose you because I'm, I'm going to hit you with some math. I'm just pre-warning you. There's going to be some math in this segment. And some of you that are just English majors are not going to be happy. But having said that, I'm still going to hit you with the math. And, and it's not, it's not, it's not that kind of math where I go, the limit of X approaches infinity as the function of, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that calculus stuff. I'm doing easy math. Okay. I'm doing like third grade level math. I'm, I'm doing math that I can do on my 1988 solar calculator. 1988 is the year this thing was made. I finally researched it and found it. Yeah, 1988, this thing was made and I still have it in my possession and it still works. It, it still has. Now, ironically, it's a solar calculator, but it's actually got a battery in it. And that battery, as far as I know, is still operating. At least it hasn't melted the thing down. But you don't care about the battery in my calculator. What you want to know about is where are we going, Al? What are we doing? I mean, you, you talked to us in the first part of sh the show about maybe there's time for a change. And now now I'm thinking about leaving my job and doing something else. But you're caution you're cautioning me against maybe doing that. Yes, I am cautioning you against maybe doing that. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to do. You're a grown person. 
I don't even perceive that I can tell you what to do. I have no relationship with you. I have no authority over you. You are your own person. But I am here to give you some insight to things that maybe you have not been thinking about because I want you to get the best result for you. Yeah, I want you to get the best result for you. So earlier in the show, I said maybe... Maybe you were dissatisfied with your job. And I, and I think everybody goes through that. If, if, if there's somebody out there that doesn't go through that or has never gone through that, and you've been working for at least three years. Okay, let me caveat that. You've been working for at least three years because there are those of you that just get in the workforce. And you're like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so happy with my job. It's because it's the first time you've actually been employed. So you really haven't worn through the fruits of employment. Yeah, you haven't you haven't dealt with a, a mad boss on a particular day of the week where maybe you're coming in a little bit tired because you stayed late the night before, right? Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, so how do we remedy all this stuff? How do, how do we get you away from what you're doing now, which is stuffing money into a 401k or an IRA, some kind of retirement plan that isn't working for you? How do we get you to a place of retirement in the next five years? We start doing something completely different. We do something completely different. So what would that be? For, for many of you, it means hunker down in the job that you have because the job that you have is at least paying your bills. Can we agree with that? You may not be happy with your boss. You may not be happy with the work. You may not be happy overall. But if I told you that if you could just endure this for another five years, would you be satisfied? Could you do it? Now, some of you, you can suck it up. You can put your pride in your back pocket and you can suck it up for another five years and you can start investing in real estate on the side and you can get yourself to a place of retirement in the next five years and you can walk away from that job. For, for others, others, you can't do it. You're, you're just fed up with the job. You're just done. You can't take it anymore. You need out. You've got to go, right? Okay. For those of you that you got to go, you can't, you can't handle it one more month in that current job, you got two options. Technically, you have three, but the third option is a terrible option. You want to know what the third option is? Quit your job. Go be homeless. Yeah. Terrible option, right? So what are your other two options? And the reason you have these other two options is because you have something called a liability in your household. You have bills that you've agreed to pay every month. In order to pay those bills, you need what? You need an income, right? And how are you obtaining your income? You're working. You're trading time for money, right? Okay, fair enough. So option A is go out and find another job. Yeah, just, just go out and find another job. How hard can that be, right? It depends on what you do, right? If you're an IT person, maybe there's high demand for your skill set. If you're, say, a carpenter, maybe, maybe there isn't high demand for your skill set. I don't know. I would tell you right now, there isn't a great demand for truckers. Truckers are, are losing. I mean, there are trucking companies that are closing down every day. And I'm not going to turn this into a discussion about trucking, but I would suggest to you that another course of action for you would be to be self-employed. Yeah. Go out and buy yourself a business. Go out and work in that business. Be self-employed. Why do I bring up trucking? Because I think the trucking industry is in a quagmire right now. I think that the trucking industry is going through a very difficult time. And that time is not benefited by the increase in interest rates, the reduction in shipping rates. And there's, there's like a perfect storm going on in the trucking industry right now where many 
trucking companies are leaving the industry. Many truckers are leaving the industry. Why is this? Because the industry itself became reliant upon what happened during COVID. Remember what happened during COVID? Everybody stayed at home. What did they do while they were at home? They didn't really spend a bunch of money, but when they did spend money, what did they spend money on? Stuff that required trucks to bring it to their front door, right? So what happened during the pandemic? There were people that lost their jobs through no fault of their own, and they got into trucking as a way to make up the difference, and they made pretty decent money in trucking. Well, the ironic thing that happened was all of a sudden you've got all these people entering into the industry, you have a lot of demand for the services provided for the industry, and then we get to a place called 2023, where a perfect storm is happening, where we have too many trucks in the market, we have too much supply in the market, we don't have enough demand in the market, enough demand from the form of shippers wanting to move product. And what that's ha- causing, it's causing the spot price, that's that's the basic price that goods transport at okay it's it's not it's not a set price but it gives you an idea of what's going on in the industry so the spot price has been pressed downward so what's happening is that you have these trucking companies that they can't move freight and even if they do move freight they don't make enough money moving the freight they might as well shutter their doors so why do i bring this up Part of the reason reason I bring this up is that I interviewed one of my fellow Lifestyles Unlimited members a couple months ago, and he said that one of the things that he was doing on the site, in addition to his real estate, was he owned a trucking company. And when I dug into that, part of the reason he owns the trucking company is to support his son, who does the majority of the trucking. Now, the member himself, he he basically has ownership in the company. He doesn't go out and do any trucking at all. So he's essentially, he's, he's an active member, but he's passively involved in the trucking company. Who does all the trucking? His son does all the trucking. Does he make money in trucking? Well, he told me I'm making money in trucking. He's making money in trucking when other people are not, because I think he has a good business plan. The son wants to invest in real estate. The son needs money to invest in real estate. The son doesn't have money to invest in real estate. How does the son go out and get money to invest in real estate? The son goes out and trades time for money. The son goes out and does exactly what you're doing now, trades time for money. But in this particular case, the son is not working for somebody else in another company like you are. The son is working for himself and technically dad in his own business. What I want you to consider doing is seeing how you can stick out that job for the next two to five years. That's all I want you to do. I don't want you to be there for the rest of your life. And some of you are going, I can't, I can't do it, bro. I got to go. Okay. For those of you that can't stick it out for the next two to five years, here's what you need to do. You you either need to find another line of employment and and start working for somebody else, or I think you need to become self-employed. And here's why. When you do this, you're going to eliminate whatever the problems are that you have where you're currently employed. But keep in mind, when you go to work somewhere else, or even when you become self-employed, you pick up a whole different set of problems. Okay, does that make sense? Now, let's, let's say you had about $29,000 to either invest in real estate or to invest in a self-employed business. So let's say you decide to do trucking. I know a lot of you don't want to do trucking, but let's say $29,000 of your hard-earned money either goes to real estate or it goes to trucking. Let's say it goes to trucking. 
with that $29,000 cash out of pocket, you're putting down payments on equipment, on a truck. If everything works out in your favor, you should be bringing in about $100,000 per year in that trucking company. So your cash flow works out to be about $8,700 per, per month. That's pretty good money, right? When you're in trucking, all of your assets that you own, they all, they're all depreciating assets, so they go down in value. But you're going to be allowed to take depreciation on those assets. Even though they're going down in value, you're going to be able to write off the fact that they're going down in value. I believe you can take a Section 179 exclusion or whatever they call that, and you can take 100% of the depreciation on, on all of your stuff in the first year. Depreciation of $104,000. Now, you're going to have $157,000 worth of depreciation, but you're not going to use it all. But you're going to use $104,000 of that depreciation. And what's going to happen is your, your taxes, at the end of the year, you're not going to owe any taxes because the depreciation that came off from that, those, those assets, they, they eliminated the taxes required on your income. Now, we get into year two. There's still about $53,000 left over of depreciation. But remember, you've made about $104,000. Okay, so your tax liability is going to be right in the neighborhood of around $52,000. Now, you're going to pay taxes at whatever your ordinary tax rate is. Let's, let's assume that's about 10%. You're also going to pay taxes on self-employment, 15.3%. So when the taxes all settle out, your net after taxes is not $104,000 a year. Your net after taxes is about $88,000 per year. Your monthly income drops from $8,700 a month to about $7,400 per month. You have to be prepared for that reduction in income, assuming you haven't built your business up to bring more income streams in. And then when we get to year three, that's when the bad thing happens. All of the depreciation that you're allowed for that business has been consumed in years one and two. As a result of that, Full taxes are in play. You pay taxes on that full $104,000 that you earned. So you're going to be paying taxes at whatever your ordinary tax rate is. You're going to be paying self-employment taxes on top of that. When the dust all settles, you're going to be walking away with about $6,000 per month. That is a fairly significant reduction in your income, and that all starts happening sometime in year two and affects you materially in year three. Now, keep in mind, you are self-employed. So these, these entire three years that you've been working, you've been working for yourself and you've been watching your income go down based on the fact that you have no other assets that you can depreciate to protect your income. If we talk about the real estate, you're going to have an income stream of about $284 a month. That's, that's not even close to the $8,700 a month that I suggested that you can make in cash flow, right? From the trucking company. But remember this, you're not working for that income. You're not trading time for that money. You have a resident paying you a rent every month, and the proceeds from that rent works out to be $284 per month. At the end of year one, you will have made about $3,400. And because real estate tends to go up in value, it doesn't depreciate in value. It appreciates in value, and you still get to write off depreciation on the assets, the depreciation that comes off of the asset that you would buy with this $28,000 is more than enough to cover the $248 worth of cash flow, which works out to be about $3,400 per year. At the end of year three, that asset will have produced about $10,000 of income for you. Now, keep in mind, 
at the end of year three, you still have a lot of depreciation available. So you're not paying any income taxes or any self-employment taxes on this particular asset. But at the end of two, two years, maybe you just start going full-time into real estate because maybe you bought enough assets. Because the one thing that I didn't talk to you about was how much money is sitting in that 401k? How much money is sitting in that IRA? I will tell you this, if you've got at least a half a million dollars sitting in those retirement accounts, we can get you on a game plan to get you retired in less than five years. The reality for you is probably closer to one to two years because we would put you on an accelerated game plan buying single family real estate and with that real estate producing about $400 per month in, on average in rental income. You're going to need about 12 and a half houses, call it 13 because you can't buy a half a house, right? You're going to need 13 houses in order to retire yourself or maybe a 60 unit multifamily apartment community. Whatever you decide to do that earns you money, you've got to do to make yourself income because you've got to sustain yourself while you're building up your real estate portfolio. That real estate portfolio will not sustain you with one property. You can do 13 houses with a half a million dollars. I'm here to tell you it's easy peasy. Yeah, we actually have a program at Lifestyles Unlimited where we put you on, uh, we call it the 10 and 10. 10 properties, 10 single family properties in 10 months. If you need 13 properties, no problem. We just extend the scale to 13 months, get you retired. Now I'm going to tell you, you're going to probably want to add another month or two onto that for the education. Make a decision about what you're going to do for income for the next couple of years. Concurrently, what I want you to do is become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and start investing in real estate. And then when you've bought all the real estate that you need and you recognize the fact that you're real estate retired, go ahead and step away from whatever you're doing, whether it's self-employed, whether it's still working at that same old job. I don't care. If you want to do what I'm doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com and let's get you started. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.